Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there, hello to you today, and welcome to this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. This is actually episode number 165. I don't know why I'm saying actually, I guess I'm saying it kind of because I'm sort of a little bit in shock. Every time I reach a new milestone or mini milestone, I just think, wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if you're that way at all, but I'm that way. So uh, I guess I need to stop saying actually when um, it's really not actually that interesting to the one who's listening. So today we are looking at the book of First Chronicles in the Bible in our Every Book of Promise series. And I've got a couple of promises we're going to look at today. One of them is going to be probably pretty well known to you, even though you might be like, I don't feel like I know anything from the book of First Chronicles. This one you're going to know, and I'm actually going to talk about this one first and then bounce a little further in the book. So chapter four, verse 10 to begin with, and then we're going to bounce to chapter 16. And uh, of course, As always, I hope that this is super encouraging to you in your personal walk with the Lord, because that's really where it's at, my friend, is is you being discipled by Jesus and by other believers who are further along in the faith, who are more mature, who are the fathers in the faith, or however you want to phrase it. Um, Kind of like, think of the Acts, the New Testament way of discipleship. Think about that. And then also making disciples. And a big part of that really is, I mean it when I say being discipled by the Lord yourself. You need to have your Bible open daily. You need to spend time in prayer daily. You need to be much with Jesus daily. I mean it. The days are not getting easier. They're not getting holier. People are not becoming suddenly more just like, oh, everybody's just so good. Everybody's just so great. Everybody's really awesome. That is not happening, my friend. And so you be much with the Lord. You take your discipleship seriously, but then also do something to make disciples. So um, also today, there is one other little thing I want to mention to you um, about kind of the... um, The sponsor for the show this week is a little bit different. It's not like, uh, eh, it's just, it's a book. This week it's a book. And so um, the author, I don't know her. This isn't like we've been in contact and that's how this particular sponsorship has worked. Um, You know, last episode I shared about my daughter's Etsy shop. So it's not always somebody that is like a paid sponsor. And that's the case this week. But I want to make mention of a book that. Uh, It's one of the best Christian books I've read in a very, very long time. And that's saying something because I read a lot of books. The book is called Nice by Shannon Hode Miller. And I may be mispronouncing that second name. I think it's her maiden name incorrectly. It may be Shannon Hode Miller or Shannon Hode Miller. Nice, N-I-C-E, nice. This book was uh, recommended um, by a friend from church 
she is in a leadership position in her church, leading a Bible study and took some women through the study recently. And I was not able to be part of that because of just conflicts of the the night that that Bible study was being held. But I did read the book and I've chatted with it, with her about this book several times. It was game changing. It is so good. Everybody who is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ needs to read the book Nice by Shannon Miller. And don't worry about my mispronunciation of her, her, um, it's not her middle name. It's I think it's her maiden name in the book title. Just go with Shannon Miller. Nice by Shannon Miller. Search for that and wherever your, whatever is your preferred platform for purchasing a Christian books. It's so good. I can't overemphasize how good this book is. And so you are listening to the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, which is part of the Spark Network which plays in the Edify app, E-D-I-F-I, the Edify app. If you're looking for an app that plays all Christian content, all Christian podcasts, uh, sermons from some people who have been just great and profound preachers and pastors and teachers down through the decades, Edify is a great app to look at. Um, and that is where you will find the Burt Not Ernie show, among other places. And this episode is sponsored by the book Nice by Shannon Miller. And it is episode number 165. All righty, my friends, we are going to jump into today's word, I guess, and it is a good word. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, New Living Translation. I'm going to read it, and then you're going to go, oh, I know it. Yeah, you're right, Jan, I did know that verse. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. This is actually talking about Jabez and a couple, well, actually the verse before, it says that he was more honorable than all of his brothers. I know you've heard about Jabez. There was that book. Oh, it, it's been a minute ago, but um, in the history of Christianity, not that long ago in the history of my life, it's been a minute ago, probably, let's say 15 years ago, maybe more, the prayer of Jabez. He is the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory, please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. This is a standout moment in just a listing of names, a genealogy in chapter four of First Chronicles. We get this description of this one particular man that we don't have when it comes to the other people who are mentioned in this, just a record of people who they were, which, by the way, when you read genealogies in the Bible and you think, ah, why does this, oh, this is so boring. You know what? Every individual that God created is a person that he loves, and none of them is insignificant or irrelevant to him. They have a name, they have a purpose, just like you, and he sees you, he makes note of you. And so let the genealogies remind you of that, that if they weren't missed or forgotten, or you know, they were important enough to be recorded and numbered, so are you, says the word of God. So be encouraged when you read the genealogies and realize that that's a beautiful thing for God who needs nothing, who lacks nothing, to make sure that we know he keeps track of us. He makes note of us. Isn't that beautiful? Okay, so back to Jabez here. You know, Jabez, we know from the couple of verses about him that he did have a hard life. And he prayed and he asked for God to bless him. Some versions say, bless me indeed. I love that. Bless me indeed, Lord, to be with him 
okay, that's that's a pretty, you know, it's like, yeah, we can get on board with that. Yeah, we can ask the Lord to be with us. We absolutely can. But he he asked him to be with him in all that he did. Can we do that? Well, if we're going to pray like that, number one, all that we're doing had better be stuff that the Lord could be like right there with us. Like if he were there in person and we could see him, would he want to be like participating in this? Huh? That puts a new spin on a whole lot of things from the movies we go to, the music we listen to, some of the conversations that we have, um, what's what's in your phone, not what's in your wallet, what's in your phone, a variety of things. Um, maybe how much alcohol we consume. I could, I could just go on and on and on, but this should kind of reframe some of those arguments that people, and I mean Christians, make about, oh, I can, I'm free in Christ, you know, I'm, there's no law for me anymore, and I can do whatever I want to do, and there's grace for me, and et cetera, et cetera, right? We've all heard those arguments. We've all made those arguments, maybe not out loud to other people, but probably to ourselves. We've tried to just justify and rationalize some of the things that we do, uh, even just down to like wasting time, wasting money. These are resources that God has given us, time and money. I don't know if you ever thought about it that way. Your time is a huge, precious resource. Your money is a huge, precious resource. Even if you feel like you don't have enough of it, look around at the rest of the world and the history of this world. You got a lot of money compared to everybody else, pretty much, right? So it's we need to be willing to evaluate that through this verse. Please be with me in all that I do. That means that all that I do has got to line up with what the Lord would have me to be doing. And I think that must have been true for Jabez based on the fact that the verse before here, uh, verse 9, tells us he was honorable. He was honorable. He prayed to be kept from all trouble and pain. Okay, that's another hard one. We don't pray for that a lot because we have some verses in the New Testament that are spot on. They're completely correct. And they explain to us that uh, we look at things like, let's say, the life of Paul. Was he kept from all trouble and all pain? No. And the kingdom of God expanded. We read about the church in Acts, the, just the, the early days, the New Testament, first century church. Persecution spread the gospel. And so I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't quite know how to pray. Keep me from all trouble and pain. Um I don't, I'm not even really fully willing to pray that prayer if I'm just totally frank with you. However, it is really cool to make note of the fact that that's what Jabez prayed for and God did it for him. If you have had something of a rough life, I think it's okay for you to pray and say, Lord, can I have some, some spots in my life where I'm just so covered and maybe even like smothered in your love that um, it eases and maybe even removes, because God can do this, Romans eight twenty eight is absolutely true, removes the sting of just all of that hardship. Yeah, I think so. I think we can pray for that. And if you have had an exceptionally difficult life or some long, hard seasons, maybe you had a rough childhood, I would encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to just show you how he's showing up in ways that maybe you didn't even realize and just be much with you in a way that's a little bit special, a little bit more tangible, uh, or to just open your eyes to see him in the places where you haven't seen him before. Um, And so as I mentioned before, when we back up to verse 9, we know that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. That's not all that abnormal for the Old Testament. It's just not. It's just not. 
when you read, just read Genesis, and you're going to see a lot of information about brothers, and you're going to see that some were more honorable than others. It's just kind of how it is. David was the youngest of his brothers. I think we can safely say, based on Samuel going to the house of Jesse, his father's house, to anoint the next king and going through all of them and and the Lord being like, that's not the one, that's not the one. Nope, nope, keep going. And it's like, there are no more, Lord. Well, these aren't the one. There's another one. Okay, Jesse, do you have another son? Yeah, he's out in the field with the sheep. Like, literally, it's not abnormal for there to be one brother who is more honorable than the others. This isn't God playing favorites. It's just, uh, it's just how God is. Look, he's not sentimental. And that might be something somebody has never thought about before. Our God is not sentimental the way we are. When he was done with Saul, he was done with Saul. And when he told Samuel, stop it, the grieving is over. Like, I mean, he's really not sentimental the way that we are. And so bear that in mind when there are things going on that you don't understand. Maybe you are one of the younger ones in your family and your older siblings, they just don't care for kind of the, um, I don't know, the status or the blessing or the favor that the Lord has on your life. Maybe it gets in their craw a little bit. That may just be you know, a thorn that's poking at you that you have to deal with because you didn't ask for this and yet you've got it. And you certainly don't want to be estranged from or offensive to your siblings, but yet you are. Don't sweat it too much. That's just my uh, pretty basic bare bones counsel to you. Don't sweat it too much because it it is what it is. Let God be God. Make the decisions he's going to make. Trust him with the outcome and uh, pray not to become, um, I guess, let me rephrase that. Pray to become a little bit more thick skinned because when God puts an anointing on you in some way, when his favor is on your life, you need a little bit of a thick skin because it is going to ruffle feathers and bother people. There are going to be people who knew you when, or who knew your mama, I knew your daddy, I know your siblings, and I know whatever, you know, I remember you from second grade, and you were not the best behaved kid in my classroom, and now you think Jesus is going to use you? Well, maybe, I mean, a thick skin is very helpful to be able to just move forward with the Lord and not let those things hurt so badly. The sticks and stones poem that we, the little song that we teach our kids is a lie. That words will never hurt me. They do hurt. We all know it's true. That's a lie. It's a ridiculous song. It never should have been made up. It doesn't help anybody. It's just a lie. So um, yeah, you can pray and ask the Lord to make the words hurt less. Okay. So two questions relating to this verse for you. Am I living an honorable life. What do you think? How can you how can you answer that? Are you and I are we living honorable lives? Ooh, this is a big one, isn't it? This is a big one. And the second one is basically just another little bit of a turn phrase, the same question rephrased. Am I really honoring my Lord? Let's make it personal. Am I living an honorable life? What would people in your life say? And then what do you say? And what does the Holy Spirit say? Am I really honoring my Lord? Make it personal. My Lord. Am I, Jan, really honoring my Lord, the only one who ever died for me? Am I really honoring him? It's pretty pointed, but it's also pretty important. Okay, now I'm going to bounce ahead to chapter 16 of First Chronicles. I'm going to read verses 25, 26, and 27 from the New Living Translation. I'm going to stay with that version today. 
Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. That's little g, little g gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. Okay, God is great. God is great. Every now and then, we just need to stop and say that. The God that we know who loves us, that we, that we, you know, we, in him we live and move and have our being, he is great. And he is most worthy of praise. Most worthy. There's no one that compares. There is no one who is even close. He is most worthy. Most is important here. Let's not fail to actually praise him if this is what we believe. If you believe that these words that I read from chapter 16 of First Chronicles, if you believe that they're true, then you and I, the ones who believe it, who claim to believe it, who profess to believe it, let's actually praise him. If this is what we believe, let's praise him. Don't just agree with it. Actually do it right now. Okay, it's a call to action. It's a CTA right now. Just hit pause and get specific. Get down in the weeds, my friend. Like, as in, like, get down to the, let's get down to the needy-greedy. Okay, like, dig deep. Find something to praise him for. That is beyond surface level Thanksgiving. Not just like, thank you for my job. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my dog. Thank. Let's go. You know what? I want you to hit pause. I mean it. Pause and dig deep. What is something new that you can kind of praise him for that? And by new, I mean, you just haven't, you haven't given him audible Thanksgiving and praise. Glory and honor have not been ascribed to him for this thing. You're going to have to get down in the weeds a little bit, and that's a good thing. So go ahead and hit pause and do that now. And after you have actually thanked him for something, hit play, and we'll get right back to it. Alrighty, so I hope that that was a good exercise for you, beneficial. I'm certain that it is, because when we praise the Lord, when we take the time to really think hard and long enough to go, oh, here's something new. Well, I haven't praised him for this, but man, this is beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, it begins to, it kind of levels up our our quiet time, our personal relationship with the Lord. I don't understand all of it. I just know that it does. It's a beautiful thing. So he is to be feared above all little G gods. And this begs the question, do we fear him? He is to be feared above all gods. So do we? Yes or no? Or just so-so. Our fear of the Lord is proven or disproven by our weekly, daily, monthly, yearly, even by our moment-by-moment thoughts, choices, attitudes, and behaviors. He is to be feared. And this is not a suggestion. God is to be feared. It is not a recommendation. There's a period there. Honor and majesty and strength. They belong to him. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. That's what it says here in First Chronicles 16. They surround him. This is amazing to think about. His majesty and his strength. They don't ever depart from him. Our God is continually stronger than all else. Does anybody need to know that today? There's all else 
going on all around you in your life and then in the world as a whole, in the lives of those you care about, your coworkers. I could go on and on. You know what I'm talking about. There's this, all this stuff, all the things, there's all else. Your God is continually, as in never ceases for a moment, continually, constantly, consistently stronger than all else. He created all of the all else. So, of course, he is stronger than all else. His majesty is always surrounding him. It never departs from him. It never is far from his presence. So if you are near him, then you're in the area of his majesty and his strength. Honor is always with him. Wow, this is beautiful to think about. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. So if you're in the presence of the Lord, he's being honored. You should honor him too. His majesty surrounds him. Be in awe of the majesty of God. Strength. fill His strength and his joy fill his dwelling. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. Number one, when you feel weak, that's all right. He's always strong. Remember how strong he is. You're never lacking on your own. It's just not the way it is. He's stronger than all. Strength fills his dwelling and joy fills his dwelling. Okay. If you feel like you're living kind of a joyless life, oh, my friend, something is really awry. Something is really awry. I'm not talking about every now and then. I mean, you've got like, you get the flu and then you just, you don't feel very overly joyful because you're just like, yuck, I feel terrible. I'm not talking about now and then. I'm talking about overall, if you don't have joy, something really is amiss because this isn't God's will for you. He wants you to be close to him that we're under the new covenant. He wants you to be close to him, like so close to him. He literally indwells you. His people are, th- are the temple where he lives. It's almost unfathomable. Well, not almost. It's completely unfathomable. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. You should have joy because if you're close to him, you abide in him. He abides in you. That joy is there. It needs to be there. I'm going to scroll down here. I'm actually literally scrolling. So to verse 34 of the same chapter, 1 Chronicles 16, 34, New Living Translation. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Okay, this really is both an, um, I'm admonishing you with this and I'm praying this for you just at the same time. Give thanks to the Lord. I thank God for each one of you who's listening. For he is good. He is good. He saved us. He brought us into his kingdom. He he gave his son for us. Christ has been revealed to us, those of us who know him. Like, this is amazing. Thank you, Lord, for each one listening. Each one is a living, breathing, walking miracle. And I'm admonishing you by kind of calling you to action. Give thanks to your God, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. How long? Forever. Do we really act like it's forever? I hope so. Do we live like his faithful love? His faithful love is going to endure forever? I hope we do. I mean, forever is a long time. That means you're never going to be separated from his love. Not just love, his faithful love. God cannot be separated from his faithfulness. His love for you cannot be separated from his faithfulness. This is good news. This is hope. No matter what circumstance you find yourself in in life, you have hope. You have a God whose faithful love toward you 
endures forever. Give him thanks. Praise him. Uh, This is fitting. I'm recording this in November. It's the month when in America, we're thinking a lot more about being thankful and just having a heart and attitude of Thanksgiving. It's one of the things I love about the month of November. And also one of the things that's like, I just wonder if there's a reason why there's this big tug of war like this race to skip over Thanksgiving. It just gets straight to Christmas. You decorate your house whenever you want to. You start listening to Christmas music whenever you want to. I have no problem with that. But I want, I don't want you to ne- never be thankful because that, you know, Thanksgiving is a wonderful time of year. Time with family, time to really pause and just be grateful. And as Christians, I firmly believe we should be the most grateful, the most praising, the most thankful people on the planet. We just should be. I want to encourage you to give thanks all throughout this month, as often as you need to. Hit pause on your life. Not necessarily like you did a little earlier in the podcast, but hit pause in your life and just give thanks for something. And never forget, this is my challenge to you for the entire month of November. You know what? Nope, uh, scratch that. Through the rest of this year, rolling on into 2024, don't forget, like every day, remind yourself His faithful love endures forever, and that is your promise from God to you, and it will not be broken. All right, thank you so much for joining me today on the show. I'm so blessed to have you here, and um, I kind of want to make a quick note of something, and I am really going to be quick about it, I promise. I am, I'm not going to say I'm really pivoting, I'm doing a minor shift in kind of how I podcast Um, and other facets of my ministry, some new things like a digital women's ministry I'm working on. Um, It's not necessarily a huge shift. I think it's an important shift. I think we're at a point. I'm going to stop saying think. I know what the Lord has put on my heart, and I'm going to obey him. We are at a point where people are, they're hungering for the word of God. They don't want the sugar-coated Bible study lessons anymore. They really want the meat of the word of God. And so I'm going to be focusing on more of that type of uh, Bible teaching type of content, if that makes sense. So watch for more information about the digital women's ministry. It's just like you think it's going to be available to everybody anywhere, as long as there is a way to access things over the interweb. So um, I'm excited about it. If you think of it, pray for me in this because I don't want to be pushy bossy. If you've listened to the show, you know, I can get a little bit, Ooh, I get excited about the word of God and I can sound kind of intense, I guess, cause I am, I believe it. I live and die by it. And well, not, you know what I mean? It's like the word of God is my ride or die. Jesus is my ride or die. Like he has never not shown up for me. And I have never been sorry that I went all in and believed him and believed his word. I've never regretted praying the biggest, boldest, most daring prayers I could pray. Never, not once, not once, not ever. And so uh, that excitement is going to boil over. It's going to show up. It's going to be part of what I do in this new ministry. I just don't want to sound like I am lecturing people because I certainly am not. I just have a passion for the word of God. So if you, if you think of it, I would very much appreciate your prayers that I would steward this assignment properly and that all of the glory and honor would go directly to the Lord where it belongs. So thank you so much for letting me share a little bit about that. Lord bless you. And uh, I'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day, and remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.